Coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California, I'm Katie. I'm Anne. And I'm Karen. And this is the Strings Unraveled Book Club. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Um, How are y'all doing? Pretty decent. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good. Good. I am uh, getting over a either a terrible cold or the flu. Um, I feel fine now, but if I sound groggy, it's because it's just all stuck up in my sinuses. So um, I will try not to clear my throat or sniff too much. But you know, what are you gonna do? Um, You're gonna yeah. Live. Yes. <laughs> Thank God, because I was down for the count oh. for a while. Oh, I oh. hate that feeling. I had like a headache for like four days straight i just laid in bed it was the worst oh. but you know now i'm back in the land of the living and welcome know, back happy to be here mm-hmm. um this month we are talking about my book club pick which is called what you are looking for is in the library by michiko aoyama um i will read the little blurb in the jacket um it says what are you looking for so asks tokyo's most enigmatic librarian for Sayuri Komachi is able to sense exactly what each visitor of her library is searching for and provide just the book recommendation to help them find it. A restless retail assistant looks to gain new skills. A mother tries to overcome a demotion at work after maternity leave. A conscientious accountant yearns to open an antique store. And a recently requ- retired salaryman searches for newfound purpose. In Komachi's unique book, recommendations they will find just what they need to achieve their dreams what you are looking for is in the library is about the magic of libraries and the discovery of connection this inspirational tale shows how by listening to our hearts seizing opportunity and reaching out we too can fulfill our lifelong dreams which book will you recommend so you want to get into initial thoughts what y'all think about it no i want to talk about what we're knitting oh yeah i forgot about that what are you knitting (laughs) i always forget about that (laughs) well i figured you wouldn't mind me redirecting no go for it (laughs) i'm still working on masoni accomplished Uh uh-huh but i'm getting closer i'm on the ribbing of the body nice i'm staying true to it fun fun i'm Mm -hmm. working on my uh land o cakes and just cruising through the body looks good yep looks about the same as last time (laughs) is it the same yeah but you made good impact on the body i'm uh i did the math to figure out how much i have to do each day to meet my goal which was three rows a day, and I was like, easy, I could do that. And now I have uh, totally fallen off the horse. I need to recalculate it probably up to like six or seven rows a day now. But Damn that flu. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm working on. Karen? I have a sleeve. Yeah, nice. Oh, look at that. And what yeah, is so, this? So this is North Wind Pullover. It's one of my designs that came out in the most recent issue of Radical Threads, um, the air issue. And it's Tunisian top-down raglan Tunisian crochet sweater in the round, so it's not there's no seams. I got through the body. I, d- I have all these mini skeins from um, Teal Torch Knits. That's the, the, the yarn dyer, and I'm sort of addicted to all of her colorways. And it's all like this, it's a combination of some skeins are the Surrey alpaca silk and the others are the mohair silk. So it's all lightweight and fluffy on a bigger hook. Mm-hmm. Um, I got through the body and I am almost ready to do I, uh, the last little bits of the cuff 
before uh, I almost ready to do the cuff almost nice so um and it starts at pink and goes to purple and goes to like a pale pinky lavender to blue to teal to green and the very very bit has a little bit of yellow cute lovely okay now what did you think about the book (laughs) I loved it (laughs) yeah yeah I loved it it. oh good I'm glad I love this book so much I enjoyed it thoroughly um I chose this based off of but I don't know, some internet recommendation that was like, if you like this, you'll also like this. And, um, right. <clears throat> yeah, they were right. The uh, book that I was recommended off of was Before the Coffee Gets Cold, which I also loved. And this was, um, I think, just as delightful as that one. So uh, I think those two books get compared a lot, um, but they're different in their own right. But they do have a very similar kind of, like, cozy happy vibe you know a little feel good that's the style of the author probably it's a different author oh it is a different author yeah but um just similar um in tone so um i when i chose this book i looked up book club question because i'm like i'm gonna only choose books that have specific questions because i think it makes for a better uh discussion and i found them but then once i opened them yesterday to like look through them it's like here's your PDF of book club guide for this book. It's all very generic questions in Uh here. So I got, I got scammed, but I feel um, a little better because I was really thinking about that as a philosophy for choosing the book. Uh Mm -hmm. And then I chose something on like, not impulsively. I mean, obviously I'll share that later, but um, there, I I didn't give that. I was like, great idea. And then I didn't yeah. give that any weight when you, in my When choice. you want to read a book, you're just going to pick <laughs> yeah, whatever book exactly. you want. So yeah. um, so hopefully we can uh, get some good conversation out of this. But the book is um, broken up into five separate sort of vignettes, characters. Um, and each one of them tells a story about visiting the library and getting a recommendation for a book and what it is that they need in their life. Uh based off of their recommendation they don't often i don't think any of them know exactly what it is that they are truly looking for right they go Mm -hmm. in looking for one thing um but my first question is would you recommend this book to somebody absolutely absolutely i want to buy a a physical copy so i can like lend it to a few people yeah go to timbre and pick up your copy like ann and i did (laughs) yep 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 we have our cute little tamper. It's my uh, trophy. Yeah, the, the <laughs> your, oh, your shelf trophy. My shelf trophy. We have you our know, cute little. Um, I yeah, my little bookmark. Tamper bookmark. That's what I do when we're done. I'm gonna go get my my own shelf trophy. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the audiobook, but I still this wanted is a the book. I want to read again because I want to revisit these characters. They were so delightful. It it came close <sighs> to needing to buy the audio. Okay, <laughs> the audiobook was good because each. Um, narrator was different for each character Uh but some of them were a little like faster paced or different um accents or like whatever some of them i found harder to understand because this is a translated japanese novel but i think it really sets the tone for the character itself um so i would recommend the audiobook i enjoyed it a question on the audiobook there were times when I got confused by the librarian because the libra- the the different the different actors who play the different characters m- voiced the librarian a little differently. I mm-hmm. love hearing that because they all perceive her slightly differently. Yeah, yeah so I, I yeah, so I, I did come across but I'm like, wait a minute, are we talking which librarian are we talking about? Yeah, it's all so. the same person. Um what so did you 
enjoy this like like do you enjoy this style of book like mini vignettes that all mm-hmm. tie together like because i feel like we've read other things like this i was trying to think about this this morning like other books that we've read that sort of are in that same vein of like separate stories that are all intertwined with each other mm-hmm. um i'd have to pull up my list of the books that we have read but yeah. uh i was glad to read as i was reading to notice the little connections yes. between all of the characters yes. right yeah just little little parts where you're like oh they don't even know this they don't know what I know about this other person and how they're connected, but they don't know each other about it. Yeah. Um, I read this book while I listened to this book. I was going to start it like on my own apart from the podcast. And I might've talked about that. I had started it like a few months ago and I read the first chapter and I was into the second chapter. And then my like loan from the library app expired. And then when I went back to it, I had forgotten that I had started it in the first place and I was writing low on time. So I was like, I'll just pick up where I left off. So I finished it. And then I was like, well, I really should go back and reread chapter <laughs> one because I feel like I am missing out on like connections and stuff, it's which true. I'm, because I'm glad I did. After had a lot of connections. It did. So this morning I listened to it at two times speed to nice. get through the, uh, the first chapter again. And, uh, I'm glad that I did that. Um, so the next question I have is who was your favorite character? Mm. But I think I'd like to transition to this in just to taking it one chapter at a time and discussing okay. yeah, each yeah, yeah. character. Yeah. Each one is Thank very you. distinct, even though it's all yeah. happening in the same little neighborhood. So the first chapter is about Tamuka, who is a uh, college dropout who works at a local... Um, I think of it as like a Target, <laughs> you know? She didn't drop out, she only, but she only I guess got she went to junior a, college. I yeah. just have a quick... quick can we talk about the library first before we talk about, or do you have a different thing you want to I do? I mean, we can, yeah. Well, because the library itself is kind of a character. Yeah. Yeah. Be, the, because maybe, well, maybe we we'll talk tell about, me more. T- say say okay, more. Okay. Okay. So my perception, maybe it has to, maybe this does go character by by chapter by chapter because each person's, okay, strike that. We're going to go back. To what you were doing. I mean, each character visits the, the library, library in order to but look it, for something specific. So but it's not like a freestand. It is a freestanding library, but it is connected to the kids. Yeah, it's in a center. community house, so they have um, which is connected to a various school. classes and you know resources for the community. There's a mm-hmm. library. There's meeting rooms. There's um, you know different events going on, mm-hmm. um, and each character ends up at the community house or the library for a specific reason, right? Mm -hmm. So Tamuka goes to the community house because she wants to take a class on how to learn how to use her computer Um, because she is unhappy at her job at the department store as a sales associate in women's wear um, and wants to transition into something where she feels more like she's doing something exciting, right? And as a side note, one of the things that I really enjoyed about this book is most of the characters are looking to either change their job or they're unhappy with their job or they, you know, there's a lot about like employment. And, um, I think the librarian, Ms. Komachi says like, she's like, Oh, I just work in the sales department. And she's like, is that really a bad job? Like there's no shame in any sort of anybody's uh, career. And it's all about like what you can find to you know, either enjoy your job or, yeah, no, you're right. I should look for a different job. Um, and so Tomoka goes to the library to learn how to use her computer so that she can um, 
try and be something else besides a sales associate. Um, she goes to the librarian. The librarian's like, yeah, here's a bunch of um, recommendations for how to use Excel. And then here's also a book about two little field mice, a little kid's book. <laughs> book. Um, you guys will be very happy to know that these are all, these are real, all real books, books. Yeah, that she really? recommends. Yeah. There's, there's oh, a like, okay. reference in the back in the of the back. book. There's, yeah. Oh, see, you So don't... you could read Guri and Gura for yourself if you want. So there you go. There's a... The audiobook is good, but you know it's this is not a resource that's Wait, on the is audiobook. The plant tree real though? I don't think so. I wish okay. it was because I would like to read that book. Yeah. That's in the, one of the future chapters. But um, and then with each book recommendation, there's one like sort of special one at the bottom of the list that the librarian's like, uh, you know, read this book too, and everybody's like, why would you recommend this to me? And that ends up being the <laughs> every thing, one of them, right? And yeah. but in addition, what else do they get with each of their oh little presents? She is a needle filter. Yeah. And my most favorite, I think it's in the last chapter when she's talking to um, Mas- Masao. Um It's called Handy Work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's work. It's called Handy Work. Handy yeah. Work. Yeah. He's like, I want a hobby. Yeah. It's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, she is a, a needle filter through and through. I also love... Like, I want to be like her, where she's like, I'm done with the conversation. Back to, like, whatever I'm doing. This is my This is <laughs> okay. me telling you I'm done talking to you. I'm now. done. Go away. I'm going back and ignoring you now. Yep. <laughs> and that people get it. Yeah. Yeah. No one's offended by it. They're like, oh, okay. I guess we're, I good, guess we're done now. I guess we're done. Um, so what do we think about um, our, first, our first girl? Like, what is she looking for? What does she end up actually needing? Right. Well, mm-hmm. it's um, the saying that I've always hated, which is on a lot of uh, is it Mary Engelbright stuff. Mm-hmm. Bloom where you're planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I mean, good point. Yeah. Like, um, the librarian says you can feed yourself and provide yourself with a home. Like, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Aren't you yeah. so lucky? And then she goes home and she looks at her home and she assesses it. And she's like, yeah, this is great. I am so lucky. And then... You know, her whole outlook on life changes. Mm-hmm. She finds love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how about the TLC of making the one Castella? Castella cake, uh, yeah. From the, the children's book, which unlocks her, her self-care and her willingness to... Uh, yeah. To, like find excellence in the life she has now yes Mm -hmm. um one of the lines that i liked a lot from hers is um like she's trying to like make this cake and it turns out terribly and she's like i did a terrible job then she says um what's to cry about when i have a tiny a tidy apartment and a sink full of cooking utensils Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's so sweet that is awesome yeah so she uses her time and energy to like she cleans up her her space and then she's like you know what i am gonna cook for myself all i ever eat is stuff from the convenience store and inspired by her friend uh soon to be boyfriend we figure out Mm -hmm. um she's like no i could i i know how to cook i guess i could buy a frying pan um and learn how to make this beautiful cake and uh she does and it's a it's uh she learned to take care of herself i guess to be happy where she is um i don't know what do you guys think i think it's great yeah and she like also learned about where she was like everybody who discovers the community house 
finds this beautiful municipal resource uh-huh. that's being cared for and tended for by the by public resources. Uh-huh. And when they find it, it's this it's this jewel, this yeah. like They're beautiful, like, I didn't know this was wonderful here. resource of community and access um i love it and i love how they're always like can i borrow a book they're like oh of course you can it's, it's a, a library, library. <laughs> yeah it's not a book looking at room <laughs> that is the thing i'm like i i wish i lived there because that but it wouldn't be the same but because i'm not part of the community but the whole that whole i mean it makes me one look more at our community mm-hmm. like it's not just a library but like it's it's this whole gathering place where people come together. Some of them play play games together. They, you know, they just have this sense of community. I, growing up, I was always we we're always going from place to place to place. So not there was never really a sense of community. So to be some place to have this resource just there, and their whole purpose it's. It may be libraries are not just there for books. They're mm-hmm. there to serve the community, to bring the community together. They're like this, the hub of the community wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It did make me want to go hang out at my local library, but <laughs> I didn't do it, but I should. <laughs> I've been doing it once a week for like a year and it makes me so happy yeah. on Tuesday morning, which is like Tuesdays are just a, sl- a slight bit lamer than Mondays. In yeah. Labor. Yeah. Um, especially after our Monday holiday, oh, which is coming this week. It's like double Monday. Oh. Anyway, but I know at the end of the day, I'm going to go spend an hour and a half in the library. Yeah, that's I'm great. I'm so happy. Um, our second story is about uh, Ryu, who is a, um, oh, what does he do? He's an accountant, right? Yeah. And he wants to, he has a passion for antiques and um, remembers an antique store that he used to frequent when he was a child and has fond memories of it and wants to... Uh, open his own antique store right so he goes to the library and he's his girlfriend is at the library for a computer class um she's one of the other students yeah she wants she's opening her own online store so she's in her computer class the same one as tamuka to learn about how to make an online store because what is she makes jewelry right Mm -hmm. um and so he's like well i guess i'll poke around the library while i'm here and he's looking for books about how to start a business or how to run an antique store. Um, and he gets a book called How Do Worms Work? Like a, <laughs> an intro to gardening or basically that's, you know. Um, what was, and what was it? Oh, wait, wait. Did we talk about what the first girl's gift was? Oh, yeah. What kind of needle felted because gift? Because you, you don't. Because. And this is for you. Hand. And this is for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I Free love when they, the when they ask like. <laughs> I can't. I think it's like the last person. Uh, Masao was like, how do you choose? And she's like, I just. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the no, thing. because I think she's magic. I think she's Well, magic. that's the question. Yeah. She never makes it about her contribution. No. Yeah. Like, thank you so much for recommending the book. You took what you needed from it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I didn't do anything. I no. gave you a book, but you, yeah. I, it, what you did with it was up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so our first girl got the frying pan. Uh-huh. And then she proceeded to buy a frying pan and make a Castella. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our second character here gets a... What did he get? He gets a cat. Oh, yeah, the cat. Ah, a little cat. cat. Yeah. Um, his story's a little fuzzier for me. Um, uh, but basically, it, it ends up he, he realizes, like, I can 
work at my full-time job as an accountant and also run this store at the same time because inspired by his cat, his felted cat, he runs into he a uh, cat cafe, basically. And the owner of the cat cafe, he, like, basically nails down to be like, tell me how you do this. Like, this yeah. is a job that you love and enjoy. But also, at the same time, he's a... IT. Yeah. Um, and I like the idea, the representation of, uh, you know, doing two jobs at once, your yes. passing job yes. and your other job. I thought that that one might, like, appeal to us the most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, his, like I said, his story's a little fuzzier about how his book, um, connects all this. It's the, it's the parallel career thing. So he gets the book, but he also takes the pamphlet and is using it like as a bookmark that talks about the cat store. Mm -hmm. And so he had read about the bookstore cat cafe owner and, um, in many interviews, he's like, I have a parallel career. So he's reading about how worms work and the, um... There's a paragraph about like humans live in one world, plants live in two worlds. They mm-hmm. live above the ground and below the ground, and they have business going in both or yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. And then he's like, "Oh, parallel career!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he gets. I think we figure out in the future that he has actually opened his store. Yes. We learn about that. I think in the last chapter. Correct. The last mm-hmm. chapter does a lot of tying together yes. of everybody else's stories. Yep. Um, I think but it he- might have touched every other character in that last yes chapter yeah, it does yeah but there's also these little these little tiny pokes you know where throughout the book of that they don't go where they're like you see a tiny little connection and then it moves on yeah just remind you it's so realistic yeah. yeah like i love the stakes of this book because they they weren't high but they were important mm-hmm. because it's everyday people in their everyday lives making everyday decisions yeah but they're they're pivotal decisions in their worlds like, yes so the stakes are 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 both high and not mm-hmm. <laughs> right you understand that from their perspective the stakes are very high yeah. you're like oh i'm going to you know switch careers and for someone like that's such a big deal mm-hmm. and for other buddy you know that he meets a person who's like i've worked 20 different jobs in my lifetime right like it's not that big a deal and even in the first one tamoka um i can't remember what her friend's name is that works at the eyeglass store that becomes her boyfriend in the future he's kiriyama yeah he's touched on in a in a future chapter but he's like no i had this career this high-paying career where i worked in um magazine publishing and it was too much and so now i work a much slower you know job and a quieter life and he's extremely happy and he feels like ha- happy and healthy and he's taking care of himself. And so in her mind, she's like, I got to work, you know, I got to get a job that's, you know, big and powerful. I have to guess just from my own like cursory exposure to Japanese work culture uh-huh. that this book has to be like revolutionary. Very controversial. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Well, I don't know about controversial because you'd have to hope that it was taken seriously. Yeah, that's true. Controversial. But it is definitely different than the, the work and school culture that I perceive about, like, post-war Japan. Uh-huh. Um, no, you're right. So, because yeah, even in the United States, this book has to be, like, isn't it making you think about your work choices? Yeah. You know, we all work a lot. And we're doing our parallel careers. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It, it just... The Kiriyama and say, like, working less was so much better for me. Yeah. Like, I have a better life because I work less. Yeah. 
Um, you income- don't have to have the corporate structure that it with the, you work. You don't have to work like a rat on a wheel, hoping that at the end of your life that then you get to do the thing you really like. It's doing the one that helps pay the bills helps you do the thing you mm-hmm. really like. Right. Mm-hmm. It takes and it takes the pressure off of. It lets that thing that you really like not be the work. Except for our third girl. Yeah. Our third girl is the only one who gets to work in a creative field and just work in the creative field. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's also a mom, so I guess that's her parallel career. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, when we get to her, I have have thoughts. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, in comparison to Japanese work culture, like salarymen who basically lives in live in capsule hotels and work 24 7 right like wow that does not sound well, that's like what life Kir- was living yeah is sleeping on the floor in his office yep you know not caring for his physical or, or mental well-being yeah and then learning to break away from that mm-hmm. um our third story is about natsumi who is a mom who works in a um magazine publishing uh, company and um, she has a job that she really enjoys working for a magazine that she really enjoyed like a young woman's magazine fashion magazine um, and then she gets pregnant has her baby when she comes back she finds out that she finds out that she's been demoted she shortened her like wonderful 14 months of maternity leave yeah that you're entitled to yeah which she didn't take because she thought it was gonna sabotage her yeah which i mean either way it did you were sabotaged anyway yeah i just i was so angry for her Mm -hmm. that that somebody else made the decision that as a mom this is this is how we think you should live your life yeah we yes we see that you are tired and you're you're not getting the groove of they didn't even give her a chance they didn't give her a chance she came on the first day back they decided let her go back to her job yeah they decided for her so she any autonomy she had any voice she had it was just like bye-bye you're gonna we and they phrased it as if we're really doing the best for you. We are just concerned for you, and we think it's best for you to go over there. They weren't wrong, though. They were I mean, wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> you're right. But they didn't give her a chance to try no. to find a rhythm on her own. No. It was just and that too that new. is wrong. But and they that, weren't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but women get treated like that all over the place. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's not, what the pay gap is. Yeah. You don't need that much. You you have a man in your life to yeah. Be the you don't need winner. to work this hard. You have a husband yeah. that supports you, so um, we're going to demote you. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could go find a man. I also really liked (laughs) about her story is that you get a lot of like home life between her and her child and her and her husband and how initially you're like, well, this guy's kind of a jerk because he's not really like doing anything to help. But at the same time, she's not asking for any help. Yeah. And he says like, when you just yell and complain and say, I need help, I don't know what to do. So... You know, if can you help me help you? Help me help me <laughs> you. And he does. He's very supportive of her when she's like, I want to quit my job. I don't want to work here anymore. Uh, you know, I have this other idea. I want to become a book publisher. And he's like, Great, let's do that. You know, that sounds so much better for you. But initially in reading, they have um, you know, an argument, they their child is upset because Aww. she thinks that it's her fault that her oh, parents queen, are arguing. Stop, cry, stop yelling, yeah. Queen. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> if you cleaned up, this would be better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're like, oh, this is sad. I don't want, you know, he's, he's being mean or whatever. Yeah. But no, he's uh, very kind and supportive um, because he is the 
businessman, you know? Yeah. He's not home all the time. But what? she learns to strike a balance between that to be like, you drop her off in the morning, I pick her up in the afternoon, you know? I think, I wonder about a lot of men who, because like, that <laughs> is in the minds of the primary earner often, that that is their, like, they are working for their family. That's how they take by, care of their family. By working so much, yeah. right? And that's his point. And um, another good point from that interaction is, among the things he said there, like, I don't know how to help you if you don't tell me is she realized she hadn't really, it was all in her head. Like, yeah. I mean, it was real, but it like, yeah, she was having, she wasn't this, expressing it. This argument internal, was all inside. Yeah. yeah. And she wasn't expressing it to anyone. Yeah. Like he stays out all the time and he doesn't support me. It's like, well, he does. You, you just, you, yeah. Like you said, you've, you've internalized it and not. And the postpartum brain is just, yeah. I don't even know if she would have known to ask for help. If she's so used to doing everything herself as uh, in her job and whatever she's True. used to being, it, it is really hard to pivot from that, from that way of being and to ask for help in a, and maybe in their partnership before a child, they just were in sync with each other. You know, it's, it her cha- I do think that there, there's, that sometimes the guy doesn't adapt because it doesn't affect his day to day in the same way. Right. Um, but you're right. If she doesn't, if she does not know how to ask for help. But this also, I, I think ties in really, really well with our last character because I will talk about him later, but he has a point where he's like, Oh, I'm so glad my daughter remembers something fun that we used to do together. Cause in mm-hmm. his mind, he's like, I'm sure she doesn't remember any fun times of growing up because I was, working like my wife was Mm -hmm. the primary caregiver i was working you know away from home and he's so glad like oh no she does remember you know spending time with me when she was young and stuff and uh so she goes to the library um just to have some time to take her daughter somewhere right yeah Yeah. um (laughs) get through the weekend by herself because her husband's like we've already gone to the zoo what else can we do yeah um try to entertain and i can't remember what she goes looking for to ask of um, she just wants more children's books yeah, yeah like i can't remember what um i'm trying to see find that part oh, of the what chapter. her special book was um yeah so she gets a recommendation of a bunch of kids books and then the last one is uh door to the moon by yukari ishi um and she's like well i don't know what that is she knows the name because she has heard of her horoscopes you know online horoscopes and she's like i don't know why you recommended this to me but okay and then she gets a um little needle felted earth um as her bonus gift and um yeah it's I, i really enjoyed her story because there's the um her whole plot is like she helped this author publish a serial novel in a you know in a series of the magazine that she works mm-hmm. for then that uh magazine is like no let's turn this into a books because she convinces them that that's a great idea and it becomes a best-selling book right and she reconnects with her um author friend who wrote this book a nice older woman who gives her lots of advice and is a uh, extremely understanding of you know her position in being a working mother and um i thought that was nice um mm-hmm. What does she take from her book? 
Excuse me. <laughs> um, I think the thing she keeps applying is the sun eye and the moon eye. Uh huh. Um, so like the moon eye is more of like your gut feeling, I think, and yeah. your sun mm-hmm. eye is your more logical brain, right? Um. Yeah, and then her. Oh, go ahead. Well, the end paragraph of her chapter is the earth goes round we gaze at the moon illuminated by the sun feet on the ground facing the sky we go forward changing as we do in order to deliver a larger truth to the person looking down at an open page yeah yeah hers is a little more like enigmatic i guess yeah and i mean we understand the journey she goes on yes right that's very clear um yeah i guess it's like looking at it being your Go ahead. I feel like her view of her world was very, very limited. I'm going to work at this publisher. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to succeed in this space. And it gave it, it almost like, no, the world is bigger than that. You can, you need to expand. There's more opportunity. If one thing's not working, there's other ways of approaching a bigger world than the space that you're visually seeing yourself in. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I took from it. And I actually, I mean, the wrap up, I don't know why I read that. There's another, because she's, she's editing a book about Santa Claus, right? Yeah. That's how mm-hmm. it kind of opens. And the story's kind of told backwards to us. Uh, the Santa Claus that parents teach is not a lie, but a larger truth. Likewise, do the eyes of the sun and moon and our hearts cooperate without denying each other's existence in formulating our perceptions of the world. So it's like how you view the world and incorporating that mm-hmm. in, in your, in your person, right? Uh-huh. Um, and actually, she's not adding the book. That's part of the moon door. Sorry. Well, that's okay. Door to the moon. <laughs> um, she reconnects with an old friend from when they were in publishing together, Kiriyama, who is like, oh, you know what? I heard of this other company that's looking to hire somebody and you might be perfect for it. And she's like, that sounds great. And she ends up at like the absolute perfect job for her working in a very family friendly, children friendly environment, publishing children's books. And I'm like, I want to work that job. That sounds so nice. (laughs) Um, Our fourth character is Hiroya. Um, And Hiroya is unemployed. He works. He lives at home with his parents. He feels like nothing is, you know, going on in his life. He's um, an aspiring artist who always enjoyed drawing and manga and n- intended to make that his career in life, right? And now he's 30 and he's like, well, I'm not doing anything, you know? So he feels like his life is uh, not going anywhere. So he goes to the library to go to the uh like the farmer's market that just happens to be there to buy a giant cabbage for his mom (laughs) and while he's there he hears about this person and he's like oh this must be a cute girl i want to go talk to this cute girl (laughs) (laughs) because i kept meaning to look up did you look up what her name means no it's like uh hold on the first her first name means small lily Okay. I remember and someone said, oh, that's a cute name. Yes. The, the Sayuri girl. Komachi. And then the beautiful lady. Oh. Is the <laughs> small Lily. Yeah. Which she is not. No. <laughs> but, and yet she has all this small grace to her. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah. beautiful lady. Yep. That's yep. so cute. You know, you asked, I'm going to go rewind a little bit. You asked, like, do we like this style book? I, I do like it because it's fun to connect while you're reading and to catch the connections. 
But I wanted to know more about the librarian. We get a tiny little glimpse yeah. about her personal life, but I do want to know more I about her. I want to know about her husband. Yeah. <laughs> but she's a very private person, and it, you get that perspective. I think she is. Mrs. Moriu or whatever knows her very well. Yeah, I don't know if it's just <laughs> that she's private or just that we just don't have a chance to... You know, you're not going to ask that many questions about a public, you know, if you go to your library, you're not going to be like, tell me all about your life, librarian. Well, you know? I, I, she I, I take, meters what she shares. That's yeah. when she, she goes absolutely back to does. her she needle felting. <laughs> yeah. And, be, and maybe because she's not, she doesn't use a lot of words. <laughs> she says what she needs and then she's, she's done. Um, I think of that as being a quiet private person. That's how I perceive it. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's yeah, she's at her job, her. right? So, yeah, like, yeah. how much of your personal life are you going to share yeah. with a random stranger you just meet, you know? Um, so Depends on your personality. That's true. <laughs> um, so, Hiroya goes to the library. He ends up at the uh, uh, reference desk, and she recommends him a book called Evolution, a visual record, and hands him a little needle-felted airplane, and he's like, oh, okay. Um <laughs> I love the response. Okay, what is well, he this wanted, thing? Uh, he he came to the library because he he saw someone with a manga character. Yeah, and he's loved. like, "That's a cute character. I want one, you know. I I want one of those." And he gets an airplane, and he's like, "Oh, all right." Um, and so he looks at the evolution book that he has been you know recommended, and he's like, "Okay, this is cool. It's a big picture book, you know. It's and it's uh, it, 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 it makes me think of like a coffee table book. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And he learns about evolution and um wallace versus uh darwin in the origin of the species race and you know who published first and all that and uh then he goes home and he goes to his high school reunion where he meets up with uh an old acquaintance not really a friend but you know a guy that he knew in high school um who is wanting to become an author and he writes novels and uh the jerks from his high school are still jerks afterwards and isn't that how, that is how, how it is, is. <laughs> if you're a jerk in your heart you're a jerk forever um and so connecting with this old acquaintance you know they sort of become friends again and he's like no you were always really cool at drawing and you must be doing something cool with that and he's like i'm not doing anything with that uh-huh. and he's like well i'm you know he writes novels even if he's not getting published he's still doing his best to you know get what is inside of him out which i think is you know important yep Yep. Um, art for art's sake yeah and uh yeah so that inspires him to be like you know i should start drawing some more and going back to the library he just enjoys being there so what he finds is like i think the community that he was looking for is that he enjoys spending time in the library he likes hanging out with in my mind they've gotten together the junior librarian and, and him um and he ends up getting a job at the library and drawing cool animals and creatures for their all their flyers and gets well, to work on his cats. art. And yeah, he drew the cat from the pamphlet from the second story. <laughs> I kind of liked he had a he had this view of what his his mom. I get the sense he was raised just by his mom. Yes, and he has the typical older sibling who's the perfect child who has his fabulous career and I and I think he had this perception that his mom favored the easy child and i like that in the in his personal growth he got to see her differently yeah i love that. that she that she does for each of her children 
equally what she thinks they need. Yeah. That she was just supportive of him. That's kind of why she told him, go get, I need this vegetables and you have to go there to get the vegetables. (laughs) It was kind of a little subterfuge to get him over to the community center and library where he could, you know, do something. Um, So I did like his view of the people around him as he grew the, his internal stresses, his internal stresses and biases, you know, towards others sort of evolved also. And what about his bonus gift? The airplane. I think that was to be like night, like uh, he was worried about his brother flying in mm-hmm. and going to the airport. Oh, yeah. And then like, also it was like the way that the world has changed. Yeah. And the way the world seeing things, what's marvelous to what is um, typical. Right. Like, like the when the ability uh, to accept what is new. Yeah. Like different. when the uh, origin of the species was published was only 160 years ago or whatever. And he's like, that's a really long time ago. And she's like, um, no, it's not. <laughs> I love She's like, I think I could live to 160. I know. And I he's like, like, I bet you could. <laughs> in Japan, there's a lot of blue zones. Yep. I don't know that Tokyo is one of them, but. <laughs> no, but. But if you lived in Japan, you could have the, easily have the perception that you're definitely going to make it over 100. <laughs> yeah. I mean, James's grandpa is going to be 101 in next Woo! week. So oh, wow. James is like, he'll be 110 easily i'm like oh god <laughs> the, the oldest inventor that i've encountered is 108 james's grandmother great-grandmother so grandpa's mom was 107 when she passed away <laughs> and she was the oldest person in ventura county at the time oh boy oh boy um so yeah he might live to be 160 that's amazing <laughs> <clears throat> um our last character is masao and he is um recently retired it's a very classic story of like, I'm retired. I don't know what to do with myself now. Yeah. Um, and he worked for, um, oh, I was going to look up the name of the company because I can't remember. Yeah. Um, the, it's the place that makes the cookies yeah, that yeah, everybody yeah. loves. Oh, yeah. The, box, the, the tin of cookies. Um, the Honey Dome cookies. And he, Which, are those real? I want some No, I looked it up. Aww. I wish they were. They sounded delicious. <laughs> Creamiado. Um and he worked for this company that makes these cookies, like he works at Nabisco or whatever. And uh, for 40 years, he's retired. His wife is still working. And what does she do? She teaches computer classes at the local uh, community center. And she recently taught a young woman how to use spreadsheets. Yep. <laughs> Another yeah. young woman to make a... To build a website. A website. <laughs> and then... Uh... Her third, her third uh, student is in in the fifth book as well, in the fifth story as well. Yeah, um, he's the harbinger of like you better get your stuff together because your wife's gonna get tired of your BS. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he ends up at the community center to learn how to play Go, which is like a checkers game sort of yeah. um, it's a really complicated it is my brother is. tried to teach me once yeah. and i was like mm, no sorry my dad tried to learn it in his 40s and so, i remember it being like impenetrable yes. and my dad loved chess so okay, like, there's a very dumbed down version called othello <laughs> yeah my dad had othello yeah and i played othello othello is approachable because i have played it too and that's the thing yeah. it's, it is a much much yes it's simpler. more checkers like <laughs> it's more yeah. checkers yeah it, yeah it, we it played is, othello a lot it is to go what yeah what checkers is to chess, chess yeah. yeah yeah same same shape board <laughs> very different movement <laughs> um so he is retired he goes to learn how to play this game and at the library he's like Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay i love um, that game yeah anyway moving on 
he's like, I want books about how to learn to play Go. And she's like, okay, here's a bunch of books. Here's also a book of poetry about frogs. And he's like, <laughs> okay, duh. <laughs> All goes together. Green and green. Because the Go the go board is green. I okay, there you go. <laughs> um, and then his needle felted bonus gift is a little crab. And he's like, all right, this is cool. I'm going to give this to my daughter. <laughs> um, his story is is touching. And his audiobook narrator was my favorite because Aww. he had the strongest Japanese accent. Yeah. So he sounded like a very like old school Japanese kind of man. I mean, I don't know anybody that, you know, sort of person. But he, in I thought the narrator was well chosen in that he, he had a very strong... Mr. Miyagi? Sorry. Kind of. <laughs> um he had a pretty strong accent and um so he takes his little book home about go and he takes his book home about genge and frogs and he's like okay i guess i can learn how to uh he's looking for any sort of activity he's like i need a hobby i could learn how to needle felt i could learn how to play go i could transcribe poetry and so he starts writing and transcribing poetry because he's like i guess this is the way you learn you know to approach poetry um and he finds that this i think it's almost nearly like a children's book of like it makes me think of like shell silverstein um Mm -hmm. of poetry and he starts writing it down and it helps him to connect with his daughter who works at a bookstore and she's like no i love that book and here's my favorite uh poem in that book he's like hey that's my favorite one in that book too Mm -hmm. and he gives her his little felted crab and um She's like, oh, I love this thing. And she puts it on her bag with a little safety pin. And um, his story is very sweet because he uh, ends up talking to the superintendent of his building. and Mr. Ebigawa. Ebigawa. Yep. Mm-hmm. The antique store owner. I know. I was two. like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and he talks about, um, you know, the young man who's now starting an antique store. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to do with myself. I worked at the same place for 40 years. And he's like. I worked in a million places mm-hmm. and I can sort of relate to Mr. Ebigawa. And then he's like, no, when something strikes, I have to do that thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not uh-huh. satisfied until I've tried it. And I'm like, I've been there. Yep. <laughs> That's how yep. my brain works. Is that yep. how we learn all our crafts? Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, he's like, well, I you guess mean I handy work. Handy work. work. <laughs> it is work. <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked his story because it... Um, he takes his wife to the store to buy some new clothes, and she's the computer teacher of Tamuka, who's still working at the clothing store, but she and seems happy. much happier. Yeah, yeah. And she, she's like, you know what you should do? You should learn how to make rice balls, because I bet your wife would really like that, because her boyfriend makes them for her. <laughs> rice balls made by men are the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made me really want a rice ball, though. I know. <laughs> oh, we went to Gotetsu on um, oh, on Thursday. Gotetsu is so good. Yes, and they had. Did you have gotetsu? the Sapporo with the I had ice chunks in it? What oh, is Gotetsu? So <laughs> Sorry. So the, what it's is one go- of Katie and James's favorite places? Right? I mean, we've only been there a couple times, oh. but it is incredible, right? Uh, and it's is the it advice a sushi place. I believe it a- it's where you generated this advice of anytime Sapporo's on tap drink that yes yeah it's uh, it's a japanese restaurant but they do not serve sushi they're very no. adamant that they do not have sushi there's no sushi it's so all it's all skewers, skewers. Um, oh, and it was delicious we uh, went on like ramen I night skewered food. i want to go on ramen night. ramen night was incredible um it was delicious i strongly recommend it you order from your table and then they just keep bringing it to you yeah <laughs> including the Sapporo. <laughs> so good um uh sorry to 
digress. Oh, so they had like a little thing called Nick Special that was like a grilled <clears throat> kind of rice cake thing that was lovely. That sounds delicious. Yes. So I was, I was recently satiated when I was reading about the rice balls. That's good. It's nine thirty <laughs> in the morning, and I really want a rice a rice ball. <laughs> Savory breakfasts are a very Japanese thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so he. Uh, his story touches on Tamuka that way. Um, Ryu is, you know, he gets mentioned and now now he's opening his own antique store. Mm-hmm. Um, he's connected by to Natsumi because his daughter's favorite book is the one that she helped publish, The yep. Pink mm-hmm. Petal Tree. Um, and then he meets Hiroya at the library, um, the young man that's working yes. at the library and doing all these illustrations. So he's, uh, his chapter, end chapter is a good wrap up of everything because it's like yeah he also learns something about himself and then we also get to learn about all these other characters that are all doing great you know and how like I love they're eating the rice balls and the daughters led him to his wife's favorite flavor only to find out that that became her favorite because of a pivotal moment when he had compassion for like her life yeah transition Mm -hmm. time yeah um and to like for them to have that connection while he's in this transitionary time. Was and I so love that, that he's like, he is happy that he wait, made his wife so happy. She's like, no, oh, these are my favorite. And he's like, I feel like I'm cheating, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, don't, yeah. Be, don't be dumb, kid. Don't be dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, so that kind of wraps it up. I don't have any really great other questions um, about it, but um, yeah, I think we all thoroughly enjoyed it. If you um, have listened this far hopefully you read it too because that would be stupid if you listened to all this and you hadn't read it yet <laughs> unless you don't feel like reading and you just yeah. want to hear our really rambly uh set <laughs> um but yeah thank you guys for enjoying the book that i chose i i love this book um mirabelle is getting all needle quilting <laughs> things for her birthday oh fun and so i thought it'd be fun to like read this book with her uh, as our library needle quilts random things <laughs> <laughs> Um, who gets to pick our next book? Moi, it is me, Anne. What are we reading? We are reading We Deserve Monuments by Joss Hammonds. No one's read this yet? Right? Nope. No. Okay. So, um, a few months ago, I wandered into Tampere on a weekend afternoon. As you do. And, yeah, as all should want to do here in Ventura. Um, and I'm just wandering around looking for things, and this girl walks up with this book, and she's the author. Oh, and she was actually oh, she, in the so person. She's local. I don't know that no. she's local. Does I actually have... looked her up. I think she lives in Los Angeles. Because um, when that happened, I was like, "What is this book? This author is right uh-huh. here in front of me." Um, and she was asking permission if if it'd be okay to autograph the copies they had. Oh, so I did not score an autograph copy, oh. but it recently um, won the Coretta Scott King Award mm. um, oh. as a new talent. Uh, so it's an award-winning book. Nice. Uh, I don't actually know a lot about it. I just thought that was like a really cool moment to witness. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Um, but I think it's going to be a fun read. It's a it is available as an audio book. Um, I looked. It's like ten and a half it? hours or something. Um, inside of the book cover. When her family moves to Bardell, Georgia, on the cusp of her senior year, Avery Anderson is uprooted from D.C. and thrust into the hostile home of her terminally ill grandmother, Mama Letty. 
The tensions between Avery's mom and Mama Letty makes for a frosty arrival and reveals a decades-old conflict they refuse to talk about. Every time Avery tries to look deeper, she's turned away, leaving her desperate to unearth secrets that divide her family. While tempers flare at home, Avery finds friendship in unexpected places, with Simone Cole, her captivating next-door neighbor, and Jade Oliver, a member of the town's most prominent family whose mother's murder remains unsolved. Mm -hmm. As the three girls grow closer and Avery and Simone's friendship blossoms into romance, the sharper-edged opinions of their small southern town begin to hint at something insidious underneath. Avery soon discovers her family's roots are deeply entwined with Bardell's racist past. With Mama Letty's health dwindling every day, Avery must decide if digging for the truth is worth toppling the de- delicate relationship she's built, or if some things are better left buried. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That sounds good. It does. I like the cover, too. Yeah, the cover it's beautiful. Art's nice. um, it was neat to like see the author in real life, which I, I don't know why I'm so starstruck. Because right. you can meet an author anytime. <laughs> and you wouldn't know, but you'd be like, oh my yeah. god, you wrote a book. I mean, but it's it really something to see neat. her holding her own book right. in a bookstore. Well, she walked so up cool. to the counter. She's like, well, this is my book. I wrote it. <laughs> Would it be okay if I, if I sign the copies you have? Which I thought was like so thoughtful. Because I've seen um, authors on Instagram just go places and sign them. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was very like thoughtful because who, what bookshop owner would say no, thank you? Yeah, of course you but, can. Um, so I already have like a very high opinion of this woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, you know, I think it's really wonderful that it's an award-winning book. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah, I think we all like it. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another book club episode. Um, We have our normal episodes that come out the first Tuesday of the month and then book clubs come out the third Tuesday of the month. Um, So we'll have a regular podcast episode coming out in a few weeks. Um, So check us out for that. Um, If you want to hear more from us, you can always check out our Patreon um, at patreon.com slash strings unraveled and you can uh, get a bonus little mini episode every month where we just get a little kooky usually and ramble on <laughs> about who knows what um they're far less structured than, <laughs> than any of the others um but yeah we hope you guys enjoyed if you read this book or if you have any book recommendations we would love to hear from you and we will oh, oh go ahead anybody read anything else this time? oh um no i haven't <laughs> i did not read anything you else were this trying not to die <laughs> yeah i was suffering <laughs> i had a late month again um i felt like a lot of my books i had pulled were kind of just depressing mm. so i didn't feel very drawn to them <laughs> but i did muscle through one that was very good and the only reason i say i muscled through it is because it um was kind of depressing with all <laughs> uh-huh. uh and that is um the Lost Flowers of Alice Hart by Holly Ringwald, Ringland. Mm. It's set in Australia. It's this young woman's life from childhood to, um, say, probably her 30s. And this life of, like, tangled family legacy, let's say. Um, and the tragedies she faces along the way. And it was like every thing made me cry in it (laughs) but it ended well i it was very a lovely book and a lovely place to be even with the um sad things that are happening in Uh it so i almost picked this lady's new book holly ringland but it's like 500 pages (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know that the audiobook is out because it's not in the library i didn't look at the um 
the I didn't look at Audible, but the her new book is The Seven Skins of Esther Wildling, mm. which as soon as that's on audiobook, I will be borrowing. Okay. Um, but it, that was a wonderful book. Um, but I, I was glad for your choice, Katie, because like, it seems like I keep picking these books that people recommend and they, it's like, has so much gravitas, you should read this. And it's like, I don't always want a book that's like deep. This is so light human and, experience. and cozy. Sometimes you just want comfort. a nice little comforting this is, book. Yeah. This is a cozy, I'm, I, the book we just read was the, I'm sitting on the couch in my jammies with my favorite socks on, you know, having a hot cup of cocoa. It's all cozy. But it was still had depth and value. Yes, it a did. lot of yeah, the yeah, human experience, did, did, you know? It did. But it wasn't like, rip your heart out. No. This is the hardest thing anyone has to face in their life kind of gravity. So I'm I'm still reading Everfair by Nissy Shaw. It is a long, it is a big book, It's a, but it's really good. But just keep it lighter. <laughs> I'm also doing another Nisi Shaw book called New Sons with um, an introduction by LeVar Burton. So oh, it was I really nice. To, in the audiobook version of it, it's it's still nice to hear his voice. You can listen to him for free anytime you want. I know. You do a story. His podcast is amazing. Uh, and that's it. Cool. That's I, my, I, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm discovering that. A full-time job with like where I don't even have when well, we I've noticed that on our 15 minute breaks the main lobby of the hall of administration is mostly employees that came up to actually get wi-fi to get cell cell service oh I'm service. sure yeah <laughs> we're, we're doing 15 minutes checking on our phones and then going back down so um all right anyway. well then I'm gonna call it here I already did my wrap-up so we'll talk to you guys next time Bye. <laughs> <Alrighty>. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>